You're listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. I'm Garrett Ashley Mullet, and I want to talk about everything. Welcome back to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show. I am, of course, Garrett Ashley Mullet, coming to you from Greeley, Colorado. Today is... November 13th, 2021, and Saturday, and this is episode 251 of the podcast. I think, just as an aside, before we jump into the meat and potatoes of what I want to talk about in this episode, I'm going to drop the what episode of the season piece. I think I'm going to do that. I was listening back through some recent episodes, because I'll do that, right? I'll record an episode, and then I listen to the episode as I'm doing something, as I'm driving, or I'm doing laundry, or what have you. And I was listening back through a recent episode where I think I accidentally or inadvertently only mentioned the overall episode number. Also listening to some other podcasts where they maybe do say, on the front end, here's what episode of the show you're in, but then they don't go into, here's what episode of the season it is, they don't get that detailed. It's useful for cataloging on sites like Apple Podcasts where they'll break it down into seasons and all of that, but that doesn't mean that you need to hear it at the top of every episode, methinks. So... To make it quicker, to make it cleaner, except in this case where I'm now talking for a minute and a half about how I'm going to drop the uh, episode number for the season from my intro, I'm just going to cut that out and uh, skip right to here's what date I'm recording, here's what episode it is overall. So there you have it. Getting into the substance of 251, this episode. I see potentially, one hopes, some good news. Alex Snitzberg over at TheBlaze.com writes a piece yesterday titled Court Affirms Postponement of Biden Admin's Controversial Vaccine and Testing Mandate, calling it a one-size-fits-all sledgehammer. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit has again come down against the Biden administration's controversial vaccine and testing requirement for businesses with 100 or more employees, Alex writes. The rule would mandate that such businesses require employees to either be vaccinated against COVID-19 or be tested weekly. According to the White House, employers would need to ensure that employees receive their shots by January 4th. Why not January 6th? You, You know they wanted to. You know they probably thought about it. Hey, let's make it January 6th. Anyway. Employers would need to ensure that employees receive their shots by January 4th and that workers who remain unvaccinated test negative each week. The court ruling declares that rather than a delicately handled scalpel, the mandate is a one-size-fits-all sledgehammer that makes hardly any attempt to account for differences in workplaces and workers that have more than a little bearing on workers' varying degrees of susceptibility to the supposedly grave danger the mandate purports to address. Quote, the mandate's stated impetus, a purported emergency that the entire globe has now endured for nearly two years and which OSHA itself spent nearly two months responding to, 
is unavailing as well, and its promulgation grossly exceeds OSHA's statutory authority, the opinion states. Quote, enforcement of the Occupational Safety and Health Administration's COVID-19 vaccination and testing emergency temporary standard remains stayed pending adequate judicial review of the petitioner's underlying motions for a permanent injunction, the ruling declares. The move comes after the court last week declared that because the petitions give cause to believe there are grave statutory and constitutional issues with the mandate, the mandate is hereby stayed pending further action by this court. And that is a quote from the court. Many Americans have already been vaccinated and still some have chosen not to get the shots. Debate continues to rage in the U.S. over the issue of COVID-19 vaccine and testing mandates imposed by the public and private sectors as some Americans decry the requirements as tyrannical usurpations of personal liberty. So here we have some good news. We have hopefully, some good news that endures. And I know sometimes here lately when I talk about all of this, somebody I'm talking with will say, well, I got the vaccine, right? They want to tell me that up front before I get too far into it, too carried away. They just want to let me know, full disclosure, I got the vaccine. Well, that's fine, right? If you chose to get the vaccine and you would have chosen if not for compulsion, then that's your decision. That's your choice. You're free to make that choice. But if you made it because essentially, metaphorically, bureaucratically, professionally, socially, a gun was being held to your head, that's not all right. That's not okay. And what I worry here is that you have a lot of folks who are not distinguishing, and they don't even necessarily want to admit to themselves that they got the vaccine because they were being threatened, because they were being compelled to. The prospect of being given this vaccine really disturbs me, because I would not choose it. I wouldn't choose it if they weren't compelling it and I do not choose, as Calvin Coolidge might say, I do not choose to get the vaccine, even if they're going to attempt to compel me to take the shot, to take the jab. But I'm also disturbed by the idea that people who are vaccinated might have been forced to it, and they might rationalize their decision to give in. And they might also jump on the bandwagon to opposing efforts by people who do not want to get the vaccine, who oppose the principle of the mandate, who are against the compulsion, against the threatening of your livelihood, your ability to freely move and associate with people unless you do what you've been ordered to do by the president, by the Democrats. I'm concerned and disturbed that you would have this dynamic wherein the folks who have gotten the vaccine just want it all to be over and done with. Just drop it already. What are you going on about? And it would make sense if 
some have gotten the vaccine because they were being forced to. They're not wanting constant reminders that they were forced into it. Can we just all get the vaccine so we can all move on already so I can forget about this, put it behind me, forget I ever did give in to it on pain of losing my job. And let me be very clear. I'm not, I'm not scolding the folks who gave in to save their job. As a father of seven with an eighth on the way, I'm the sole breadwinner, as I've said many times on this podcast. If it's a choice between providing for my family on the one hand and sticking to my guns on this issue, you're really putting me in a tough, tough spot. You're really, really putting me in a very, very difficult spot in terms of dueling, competing principles. The ethics are ugly. And and really, the folks who are putting us in this position should be ashamed of themselves. They really should be. It's not a no-risk proposition to get the vaccine. And this is quite different, I would add. This is quite different from somebody who says, well, I was in the military, and you know, when I was in the military, you don't have a choice, right? Whatever they want to inject you with, you are a Petri dish. That's what you signed up for. Now, I, I don't quite know that I agree with that even when it comes to being in the military. I mean, let's say you take an oath to be in the military and next thing you know, you're being told you're going to be a moving target for live action uh, firing drills. Hey, go out there, you know, run out there about 200 yards and you're going to run back and forth and we're going to practice shooting at you. Well, but sir, what if you hit me and I die? Son, didn't you take an oath? Yes, sir. You know, no, that's that's nonsense. That's ridiculous. There should be reasonable limits to what someone with authority over our armed forces even has a right to command. It shouldn't be anything goes blank check, absolute control over anything, absolutely everything. If it's something frivolous like that, where it's like, you don't, this is not necessary for one. This is not helpful for another. We're not in a life or death combat situation with the enemy, and you you might be you might be murdering me in some form or fashion, or negligent homicide or manslaughter, if you will, however you want to parse that out legally. The same goes with potential for vaccine injury with the COVID vaccine. Nobody who is honest who has informed themselves through research can claim that this vaccine poses no risk, that there's only benefits, there's only upsides, there are no downsides, physically speaking, biologically speaking. Take the ethics and put them off to the side. Whether you're being forced to take the vaccine, you're being compelled, you're freely choosing without any need for coercion, just strictly biologically, No one can claim that the vaccine is devoid of risk. And let's say your risk of getting COVID is reasonably small. It's not zero, but it's reasonably small. And if you get COVID, your chance of having a really, really bad time of it is even smaller still. And your chance of dying from COVID is zero. Uh, practically zero, you'd have to round 
up to 1% and, do, and you'd have to round really, really hard. It's not even a 1 in 100 chance of dying. It's in less than 0% chance of getting death. COVID is not a death sentence. So then you are looking at it and you're saying, well, okay, there's a risk on the one hand. There's a risk on the other hand. There's a risk if I remain unvaccinated. There's a risk if I get vaccinated. If the risk of getting the vaccine is potentially far greater in the short, medium, and long term compared with not getting the vaccine, if there is even a risk of death, like you could die getting the vaccine or getting the booster shots or what have you, if there's a risk you could die due to the vaccine, and then you do, and you were forced to, you didn't want to, who do you hold responsible? Who who can we sue? Do you sue the employer then at that point? If the employer forced you to, even though the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals has put a stay on the Biden administration's vaccine mandate, can you sue your employer if they went along with it? They said, well, we're just trying to get ahead of it. We're trying to get ahead of the January 4th deadline. If you sue your employer, can you recover damages if you're dead? Well, no, you can't. Can your family sue your employer and recover damages if you're dead? How about suing Joe Biden? Can you sue Joe Biden if you end up dying because you were forced to take the vaccine? Can you sue Joe Biden personally? Can your family sue Joe Biden personally? I mean, what I'm getting at is who bears the responsibility if this ends up being, in the worst case, something that could kill you? We're messing with RNA. You're tampering with the stuff that interprets your DNA, your genes, that unsips your genetic code and interprets your genetic code as here's what your body is supposed to function like. Here are the cells to create. Here are the cells to replenish. Here are the processes to continue managing. We're messing with that with this vaccine for the first time. And we don't know what the long-term consequences of that are. But we have every reason to assume that the consequences of messing with the genetic code, with the thing that interprets the genetic code, are potentially catastrophic. We have every reason to believe that the consequences of messing with our genetic code in this fundamental way are going to be meaningful. If not catastrophic, they're going to be meaningful. And is that playing God in some sense? I think it is. I think it's playing God. And I think if there's a casual flippancy about, well, so what? The greater good for the collective good. Well, that too, if we give into it, we are giving into an extremely dangerous sentiment. This all seems, I think, hypothetical and obscure and abstract to most people. But listen to me on this. We're playing a very, very dangerous game when your genetics possibly mutating you for all intents and purposes, whether you're manipulating the genes themselves directly or you're just manipulating the thing that interprets those genes, 
either way, it's a horse apiece. It's, it's half a dozen of one and six of the other. But it, if we're doing that, we're tampering with the most fundamental building blocks of your physical person. And it might affect how your personality expresses itself. If all of a sudden this RNA vaccine messes with your hormone levels, if it messes with your reproductive capabilities to where you, you were planning on having children, you haven't had children yet, but you, you were planning on it, you were hoping to have children, you were expecting to have more children perhaps, and all of a sudden you can't, your life is fun- fundamentally forever altered. Future generations are forever altered after this point by that. You can't put a price tag on what that will have cost you in the long run if you can't have children all of a sudden because this effectively neutralizes your ability, your body's ability to procreate. If it causes some long-term destruction of your body's ability to regulate hormones, you could have a long, hard road to hoe. And what happens if the majority, the vast majority of people take this and the disastrous consequences don't really manifest themselves in a discernible way for a year, three years, five years, and then all of a sudden, like dominoes, things start happening to people that are related to the vaccine. Now, I'm not saying I know that this is how it's going to work out, to be very clear. But my point is, this is how a lot of zombie apocalypse movies start. Pharmaceutical company, government body entity with ulterior motives, wanting control, forces it through. Next thing you know, it's the walking dead. And if that ends up being the case, the people in the minority who said, absolutely not, like fire me, terminate me, kick me out of the organization and the club, disbar me, take away my license, bankrupt me, whatever you're going to do, I'm not taking it. I'm not doing it. Those folks are going to be still in a bad way, but they'll be around. You know, it, it boggles my mind that if there aren't stipulations, my new job that I start... Lord willing, Monday after next, where I'm going to be working 100% remote from home, seven days on, seven days off, that job could potentially be threatened by this overly broad, draconian, tyrannical vaccine mandate from the Biden administration. In what universe does that make sense? I've got to get the vaccine against my will, against my better judgment, against my conscience and convictions or else I lose my job. My family's unable to pay the rent, utilities, buy groceries, etc., etc., all the rest. But I was working 100% remote. I was working from home. How does that make sense? Well, it makes sense to, I think, the Biden administration because they want absolutely 100% of everybody to get this vaccine. And if they can use the employer angle, it isn't about safety in the workplace. First and foremost, 
it's about even if I work from home, well, what happens when I go to the grocery store? What happens when I go to the barbecue? What happens when I go to the company picnic? Maybe, possibly. What happens when I go out for a jog or something? If I'm not vaccinated, that's what they're worried about. Not am I exposing people at work? Because if that were a concern, then they would have qualifications and exceptions in here for people who work remotely, I would assume, unless they do. But even if they do right now, the end goal is 100% vaccination. You know, it, it's like the, the sly, creepy boy, young man, who is at the movie theater with the girl, out on a date, and he just... He, he, very inconspicuously, he's just, oh, I'm just going to yawn and stretch, just stretch my arms, and, and then, oh, well, maybe I'll just put my arm behind the chair of the girl that I'm out at the movie with, and then glance over, right? Like, this is such a classic shtick. Glance over, see if she noticed, see if she seems to mind, or, oh, she, okay, cool, well, maybe I'll just... I'll um I'll, I'll put my hand on her shoulder then, right? And and what ends up happening as this has played out over and over and over again since the beginning of time or at least since the modern age when boys and girls were able to get away to movies to be away from chaperones and whatnot, which is not a good idea by the way. But what happens is the boy will test the boundaries and test and test and test. And that's why, if you're concerned about your sons and your daughters, you have a chaperone. You don't have your teenage boys and girls going alone to a movie where it's dark and they're away from everybody who cares about them and holds them accountable. But in this case, I mean, except for at least temporarily for the time being with the Fifth Circuit, U.S. Court of Appeals, Unless we have some entity like that or our own conscience before God standing in the gap and saying, no, hold on a second, get your hands off her. Unless we have some kind of a chaperone, then first it's 100 employees or more, and then it's companies and businesses of all sizes. First, maybe they'll put the testing exception in there, and then next thing you know, they remove the exception for testing. And next thing you know, it's not just the initial shot, whatever qualifies as being fully vaccinated right this instant. Next thing you know, it's you got to get the booster shot every three to six months. Now, anybody who is thinking about all of this because they had one shot and maybe they had a booster and they were okay. They, you know, maybe they felt a little bit off for a week or two, but then they were, you know, that now they feel okay. It's been a few months, and now they feel okay. Do you know if you if you have the sense of confidence that everything's going to be fine with regards to the vaccine? Do you know how you're going to feel when you get the third and the fourth and the fifth and the sixth booster shot potentially? Because the way that this is working and has been working for nearly two years now, it isn't reliable. Wherever they say the boundary is right now, 
you can't count on these folks on the Biden administration, the NIH, the CDC. You can't count on these people to stick to whatever limitations and boundaries they place on themselves or us for even a week, much less a month, much less three months, six months, a year. 15 days to slow the spread turned into stay home, don't go to work, don't go to church. We say who is and is not essential. If you even take your kid out to the park to play ball, we might arrest you depending on where you live. You know, I I think to myself, I don't want to be put in the position of having to decide whether I provide for my family or whether I stick to my guns on this. And and what, what bothers me and disturbs me too, as you start to unravel this mess and you start to peel back the layers of the onion one after another after another and people start talking and they're just thinking through it and they're trying to rationalize, okay, what do I do here? You know, what, what if I told you, and this is hypothetical, okay, just to be very, very clear. What if I told you your odds of dying from COVID were one in a thousand, one in 10,000. And your odds of dying from the vaccine were one in a hundred, one in 10, right? At what point do you say, this is a sadistic game that the folks putting me in the position of having to play it should not be rewarded by my playing it. This is a sadistic game and the folks who either are malicious or incompetent or ignorant or have ulterior motives should not be empowered by my giving into this. The more you give into it and the more folks who give into it, the stronger these folks get and the more bold they'll be with those few of us who are left to say no the harder they're going to come down on those of us who say, no, not doing it. You know, I was talking with somebody I used to work with up in North Dakota here this past week. He gave me a call and he was hitting me up with a a job opportunity that he had heard of. He had a connection with somebody at a local oil and gas company heard that they're hiring and are you interested potentially because I can talk with the folks that are over there they're good guys and I think it could be a good fit for you and I said well I you know I really appreciate that uh, I have another job lined up actually right now I'm really really excited about it I think it's going to be a really good fit and I hope so uh, hope and pray you know God willing we live and do this or that but I hope and pray that this uh, opportunity that I'm going to is going to be Really good. So we get to talking back and forth about, you know, the vaccine mandate. Well, have you heard anything with the new company about whether you might have to get the vaccine? I said, well, they haven't mentioned anything about it. You know, of course, that's a concern wherever you go, whoever you work for. But, you know, we, we, we're talking back and forth about that potentially being a condition of employment. Um, you know, it certainly is a condition of employment. Some places I've seen far too many headlines wherein this many hundred people 
were let go, terminated, fired, laid off, however you want to put it, because they refused to get the vaccine on time. And I told him, I said, you know, in my mind, doing that goes directly directly counter, directly opposite what has been drilled into me, drilled into us ever since we got into the oil and gas industry years and years ago. I've been in oil and gas for nearly 10 years, and every company I've worked for has had to at least make a passing nod to this. Some have really tried to like mutter it under their breath because they don't want you to really like do this thing, but they have to say it because it's law. It's I mean, legally they are bound. OSHA, it is an OSHA requirement, ironically enough. But there's this little thing called stop work authority. And what stop work authority is, it is your legal right to refuse to do work if you believe that there are hazards to your health and safety and well-being, the health and safety and well-being of others, which have either not been properly accounted for or are not being adequately mitigated. And the, the phrase goes like this, and this, this is, I believe, from OSHA. It's been repeated in this exact form more times than I could count by every company I've worked for. So I think it's got, they've, they've all got to be getting it from the same place. But the phrase is, you have the right and the responsibility to stop unsafe work. You have the right and responsibility to stop unsafe work. Now, now somebody will take this and they'll say, hey, hey, hold on a second, Garrett. That's exactly why we're pushing this vaccine mandate, because we feel unsafe if you're not vaccinated. And to that I say, if you are any safer because of the vaccine, you have nothing to worry about. And if you're not, if, if you're not safe, from me, when you've got the vaccine and I don't have the vaccine, you're not selling it. Sorry, you're just you're not selling it to me that this vaccine is something that I'm going to get a significant, sufficient benefit from. If the vaccine doesn't protect you from me, if I don't have the vaccine and you do, to the point that you've got to get me vaccinated even against my will or else destroy my livelihood, destroy my ability to provide for my family, doesn't sound to me like the vaccine's all that great, really. And the more we get down in the mud, arguing back and forth about who has the right to decide what gets put in their body or doesn't get put in their body and do the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one and what is liberty worth anyways and who cares and this used to be America, but let's be honest, it's over. The more we get down into the mud and our emotions get high and we get fearful and we get angry, we start trying to defend our reputation, our ego, our pride becomes the most important thing. The less we think about clearly how much benefit is there really and what is the cost really. And the way I see it, my stop work authority gives me the right and the responsibility to say no 
to the COVID vaccine. By law, by every standard of ethics and morality and good taste and good manners and respect and dignity, I have the right and responsibility to say, no, no, I'm not sticking my head in that. No, I'm not going to bypass that safety. No, I'm not going to affirm this. No, I'm not going to sign off on this. No, I'm not going to participate in this. No. And not only for my sake, for your sake, not only am I going to say no because I feel unsafe if I participate in this, despite my concerns, my reservations, I'm going to refuse to participate in this because I'm concerned about you, because I'm concerned about what happens to you if I give in to this. Whether you're objecting or not, you might not have the good sense to object. You might be too much of a scared little rabbit to object. But that's all the more dangerous of a place for you to be. And I'm in a much more dangerous place when you're not thinking clearly because you're afraid. You know, riddle me this, Batman. They say trust the science. And then they start appealing to some very, very unscientific means of persuasion. Threats and intimidation and shaming and guilting and diatribes and dehumanizing insults, mockery, scoffing, all manner of abuse and threats of abuse. Where are we at if that becomes the way we make decisions as individuals and as a society moving forward? Riddle me that. You say trust the science, but what you really mean is do what I'm telling you to do right now or I will destroy you. This is Mao's cultural revolution. And the COVID vaccine is a litmus test, ladies and gentlemen. But more than that, again, let's, let's all be amoral for a second just for the sake of a thought exercise. Take principles out of it. Take a love of liberty, any belief that America is going to endure, could endure potentially long-term, all the fatalists. Let's just say you're right. Let's say you're right that America's over and done with. It was fun while it lasted. Jesus is coming back next week. And who cares? Who cares what happens to this country? What makes us think we're so much better? You know, it's, it's our white privilege talking that we think we're better than the Chinese people who live under communism. It's about time we get our taste of communism, just like everybody else. Otherwise, we're racists, apparently. White supremacists, entitled. Shame on us as Americans for loving liberty and justice and truth and God. Believing that our rights come from God, our inalienable life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. All y'all, take a number. (laughs) Hold it for a second. From a strictly physical, materialistic, because what you're, what you're describing, and what we're headed for, between now and when Jesus comes back next week, or whenever He is coming back, He might come back in a thousand years, for all you know. Folks thought that the world was coming to an end back around the first millennium A.D. Read uh, Forge of Christendom for more on that. Weird weather, Vikings coming down from the north, Muslim invasions from the south. 
plague, black death, political turmoil. It sounds a bit like today, actually. A little bit. A little bit like today. Just substitute Antifa for Vikings. You know, actually, never mind. That's a it's giving Antifa too much credit. They wish. I kind of wish. I kind of wish they were like Vikings. Be a little bit more... Anyway, take all of the talk of God and liberty and America, principle, ethics. Take all that and put it on the back burner for a second. Just raw, utilitarian, materialistic, survival, do what I got to do. Where does stop work authority come into that? Where does, I feel like this is unsafe and unhealthy, where does that come into this? And quite frankly, the folks that who are saying, you know, trust the science, they're saying 15 days to s- slow the spread a year and a half ago, two years ago. Those folks, if you say, well, I, I don't feel like this is quite, quite safe. They'll say, oh, no, 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 no. Listen here, you poor, stupid peasant. While your betters instruct you. Here's this study and this study and this study and this study and whatever that we will selectively pull claims, allegations, suspicions, hopes, dreams, aspirations from. So see, somebody with a white lab coat signed off on this. Well, yeah, but based on the times we live in right now, I happen to know a lot of people in white lab coats had their professional lives destroyed if they dared to say anything other than I approve. You hold a gun to our heads, you held a gun to their heads as well when they started saying, well, wait, 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 wait. There are some other therapies we could try that would be safer, which have more of a track record, which are less experimental. We don't know the long-term health effects of what it is that's being proposed. Nope, 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 nope. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. You're fired. You're deplatformed. Major, major internet companies destroying their ability to get their message out there, censoring them, censoring anybody who shared their content. And also, the folks who are left, how do I know that they actually really truly were telling the truth when they said, yeah, I sign off on this? If they signed off on it, did they really sign off on it? Or were they just doing the expedient thing like the folks who don't want to get the vaccine but also don't want to lose their job. People are people. Put a white lab coat on me and call me a scientist, I'm still the same guy. The white lab coat doesn't change my fundamental nature. So trust the science. You know, if you want me to trust the science, maybe put the gun down. Maybe stop threatening me if what you're really talking about is so super sciencey. I got to leave it there. It's a Saturday morning. That's enough for this episode. Again, you have the right and responsibility to stop unsafe work. By law, with good reason. As always, thank you for listening. Until next time, God bless.
You've been listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. For more content like what you just heard, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Also check out thegarrettashleymulletshow.com to subscribe to email alerts when new episodes are published. As always, you can reach me with any comments, questions, complaints, objections, or insights at garrettashleymullet at protonmail.com. Thank you.